0: Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Today is the tenth of February, two thousand twenty-one. I'm your host, David Castle, aka Homage the Lion Killer. That was a little snippet of a of a beat that I wrote a song to. I'm about to uh drop that. Maybe someday we'll see. It's pretty good, though. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. So, uh hope you guys enjoyed the last episode of Knowledge with Homage. The interview with Matt Landman of Spiro, the activist guy. Heavy conversation, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys learned a lot. Uh, knowledgeable dude there and, and good guy. So, definitely some crazy shit is going on in the world. And kind of got to balance it out, right? You know, I've I've decided that in my own personal life, what I got to do here in order to just stay somewhat sane is I got to balance out like the crazy conspiracy. The world is going to end. We're all going to fucking die shit to like I got to balance it out with the three to one funny, funny, entertaining, good stuff to like one part conspiracy. We're all going to die. The world sucks because there is more you know it's it's a lot easier to well first of all i guess it'd be easier to just ignore everything that's happening that's what most people do but the the entire nature of this podcast and a lot a lot of what i've been doing these past fucking 5 7 years whatever has been kind of exposing this kind of stuff and and getting people to go outside of their comfort zone and learn about things that people don't normally learn about um that was my intention and that's that's what i like to do i also like to just make music and and i like a lot of stuff this isn't the 100% what i am i just find it important to expose these kind of things but i think in order to just stay sane and not lose your fucking mind completely and hate the world all the time you got to balance shit out you got to find some entertaining stuff you got to do what you like and what you love and and you got to laugh You really got to laugh sometimes and more, more than you cry, right? Can't just be focusing on all the terrible stuff all the time. Drive you fucking nuts. So that's a personal goal I've set for myself. I was thinking yesterday, I'm like, man, if I just, if you focus on nothing but this conspiracy shit all the fucking time, you're going to drive yourself nuts. And people don't like hanging out with you. First of all, (laughs) you know, people don't want to hang out with the conspiracy guy all the time who's always freaking out. We're all going to die. But it's important to know, and I'm still going to be interviewing people and and spreading the truth, whatever that may be. Uh, Although, you know, just because someone comes on my show and we have a conversation doesn't mean I necessarily agree with everything we talk about. But that's why it's entertaining and interesting because you hear different perspectives And we get to converse on that. So, shout out Matt Landman for being on the show. That was a very interesting conversation. There's some crazy shit going down. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, what has happened lately? We had the Super Bowl. Tom Brady won another one. I'm not a big football guy. I didn't even watch it. I didn't watch one second of the Super Bowl. I had some friends who were having some parties, and I'm like, eh, I just, I don't, I'm not really feeling it. I don't hate on people who like sports and who are super into it. Um, maybe I did once upon a time, because I would be like, well, it's just the bread and circuses thing. It's just a distraction from the truth, man. And it doesn't matter, and it's just a game. But you know, there's a positive aspect to it as well, like. If you had, if it was a bonding experience, like if you're a kid and your dad is super into football and you guys would like go to games together and talk about the players and the teams and whatever, you know, there's a whole ecosystem to this shit. And I don't hate on people, you know, do whatever you got to do to to um get through the day. I ain't hating and I ain't hating on uh, Tom Brady either. I think that's crazy to fucking what has he got like seven rings now? That's pretty impressive. The guy can throw a football, that's for sure. But I don't have much to say about that since I didn't watch it and I had no idea what happened. I thought the Chiefs were going to win just because I think it's all rigged. I'm like, I'm going to throw it out there. I think the shit's rigged. I think a lot of sports are more than a sports fan would like to admit. But that's just me. What do I know? I watch the Gematria guy on YouTube because I'm a fucking loser. That's just what I do. The guy gets the guy gets up there and he makes the most outrageous connections that you would never think of with this thing gematria. And let me explain what gematria is. To my understanding, gematria is a it's a form of numerology. It's a way of encoding numerical values into words, where each letter of the alphabet has a corresponding numerical value. It's very simple, and it comes from Jewish Kabbalah, like a Jewish mysticism. It's very, very old, and it's a real thing. It's it's definitely legit. And I think there's some Illuminati motherfuckers trying to incorporate this into into their magic spells or whatever. But, you know, it the way it works is A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, and so on and so forth until you get to Z, which would be 26, since there's 26 letters in the alphabet last time I checked. And uh, that's the way it works. So this guy, his name's Zach Hubbard. You can find him, on, find him on, uh, on YouTube. He's had his channel deleted like 30 times. Legit. No no, no joke, man. Come on, man. And it, so that's interesting in itself. If the guy is such a lunatic, uh, well, they're deleting everyone. So that's not really a good argument. But this guy was getting deleted before it was a thing. So I've been watching him for a while. I find it interesting. Definitely don't agree with everything that he says, because, like I said, he makes some pretty outrageous comparisons and connecting everything with the numbers. But the guy runs a he runs a Patreon, like a paid subscription to his predictions, and he people bet on on what he says is going to happen. His thing is. Sports, professional sports, are totally scripted. So, you know, that includes basketball, baseball, football. I don't know if he does much with hockey. Uh, but fights, UFC, boxing matches. He has predictions for all these. And and some people are making some serious dough on this stuff. Um, So it's interesting if you guys want to look into it but maybe it's legit i don't know maybe the guy's a lunatic the the research i find interesting is when he talks about big big um world changing events like 911 cuz 911 was right there just with the numerology of the date in itself 911 like emergency 911 is the the number you dial when there's an emergency and there's some weird connection too with when 911 became the official number for emergency. Let me look that up. When did 911 become the emergency number? Uh, in 1968. So 10 plus 14. What the fuck? I don't know, man. The guy put some fucking shit together. There's so much stuff with 911. If you want to know more about it, I would watch him. Because I could have sworn there was some connection with when 911 became the emergency number and like the the date of 911. Ah, there's so much fucking shit. Anyways, a lot of stuff with 911, things like fucking Sandy Hook and the Las Vegas shooting, basically every event. This guy says there's some numerology connecting it gematria uh, and he blames the Jesuits, which is a branch of the Catholic Church of the Vatican, I think. And the Pope. The Pope is a Jesuit. It's like a secret society, secret religious society. He says the they're the ones running everything. I don't know if that's true. But I find it interesting. I got nothing better to do. Or maybe I do. Man, it's already February. We're already almost a year into this pandemic ah it's so annoying fuck i hate it i hate it that's another reason why i gotta like balance shit out i'm fucking drive myself nuts here deciphering all of this and uh ah, all the people who still believe it and are now they're telling us to wear two masks or three masks anal swabs ugh Man, uh, yeah, so I gotta balance it out now. I'm like, fuck this, dude. I'm, I'm, I gotta go strictly funny stuff. I've been listening to a lot of funny podcasts because you gotta laugh or else you'd cry. And I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy life. Despite these assholes who, these cunts at the top who are doing all this bullshit to us, doesn't mean I gotta let it affect my day. Although I do get a little frustrated at times. So, yeah, almost a, almost a year into this pandemic. It's February 10th. Wow, it's amazing. And things are just getting worse. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. Uh, uh. I think people who were initially skeptical of the entire narrative are now, there's a lot more people who are fully invested into it, and they really believe it. It's just because the propaganda has been nonstop. And these are real psychological manipulation techniques that are being used on us. Like, uh, oh, what the hell is that shit called? It, and Tony Robbins does it. Neuro-linguistic programming. It's a way of manipulating people, kind of their unconscious, uh, through through using certain words. And you could do it in a positive way, which is what Tony Robbins would would promote. Or you can do it in a negative way where you you instill fear in people and that's what's been happening to us is an fucking all-out attack on people and just in order to create anxiety and discomfort and anger and resentment and fear and just all these negative emotions because when you're in that negative emotional mind state you are more easily controlled and you don't you don't feel empowered you don't feel like you have a say in the world you don't feel like you have control over your own life and that's what you need in order to be successful and and to have a fulfilling you know life filled with love and happiness and all this and it fucking apparently they don't want us to have that the, pe- the people who are running shit so fuck them uh the only way we can rebel against that is to enjoy our lives, and to be good to each other. But we also need to call out them on their bullshit, and Tony Robbins actually did that. Um, I saw a video of him on Twitter where he was pointing out all the inconsistencies with the pandemic, how the flu has virtually disappeared with the coming of COVID-19. And that's a fact, because everything is just marked as a COVID death. and the the PCR test which is what they've been using to inflate the numbers and make it seem like there's a pandemic when there isn't there's not a pandemic it fucking doesn't exist uh it, it was intentionally chosen to because it comes up with these false positives the the man who created the PCR test Kerry Mullis came out and spoke about how Tony Fauci is a complete fraud how he's a criminal and how he has other agendas, and uh now conveniently, Carry Mollis died right before the pandemic, and now they're misusing his test to create this fake pandemic and the the level of attack is that is that a way of describing it? The level of like just ridicule and and hatred being aimed towards people who are trying to Logically expose this using fact-based evidence, like the actual statistics and the data, um, is insane. They're just, people literally hate you because that's how effectively they've been brainwashed by this whole thing. And you can't even really blame them. Like, a lot of people who are supposedly awake to this, and don't confuse the term awake with woke I think the whole woke terminology was like a term that was hijacked in order to make it mean something completely different. Like now it used to be when someone was awake, they actually knew what was going on and they, and they didn't fall for the left right dichotomy, they didn't fall for the propaganda. They were able to see through and see what was actually happening. But now they've hijacked that term and turned it into woke which just means that you're super liberal and very politically correct and brainwashed is is the best way of describing it for me um when i think the original intention of that term was something quite different but uh Fuck, where was that going, man? I'm just rambling. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tony Robbins. I saw this clip of him and he was, uh, (laughs) he was just talking, saying some real shit, very logical. I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. Although I am skeptical of the whole self improvement movement. Self improvement movement. Oh, man. I have to use that in this song. Uh, yeah, it seems like the only people who get rich off of that are the guys writing the books. You know, Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, all these motherfuckers. They get filthy rich while everyone else is... I don't know. They, I guess he, they give them the tools to to have what they need to be successful. But the guy who writes the books, <laughs> he makes a shitload of money. He's guaranteed success. Just do as I say and you'll be okay type of thing. I don't know. But anyways... um. People f- were hating on this motherfucker, hardcore, just saying he was the worst guy in the world. And that that type of reaction is typical for the world today. It, when you try to reveal an uncomfortable truth to someone, they react in a way that is it's unjustified and it's also they react from a position of fear and anger when you're just trying to point something out to them that is logical and and based on truth. But they're so, so invested in their beliefs that the truth doesn't even matter. And they, they just find ways to lash out at you. And they'll attack your character rather than the data. And they'll just say, this guy is a bad person. He's a bad guy. When that's not the case, the guy is helpful, he's a nice guy, but he's going against what the popular narrative is, so therefore, we're going to hate him, and we're going to aim hatred towards this person, and attack his image, and his character, and his legacy, you know? So, we'll see how this works out for Tone, Big Tone. Uh, I just saw, you know, people I admire too. People in the different music industry reposting it and saying, fuck this guy. <laughs> it's just amazing how many people are um, really believing, really believing what's happening. And it's not going to end anytime soon, unfortunately. I don't see things getting back to normal ever, <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, maybe they will slowly lift up certain restrictions and make it so you can, like, actually go places. But things like live shows, music performances, comedy performances, I don't think they're ever going to be the same. Which is unfortunate, man, because a lot of people live for that shit. That's the only thing keeping them going. Especially the festival people, people who go to, like, EDC and shit like that. Snow globe I don't know there's a lot of burning man. people live for that shit that's their whole identity to like party for like three days, do hella drugs and go back to the default world. but now they don't get to do that that's a bummer They're probably and you know we're seeing the repercussions. a lot of people that was the only thing keeping them from putting a gun in their mouth and uh you know suicides are increasing that's a fact. I think the lockdowns and the social distancing and the fucking masks, the psychological mask that we're being forced to wear, which it's a physical mask, but it has psychological implications, societal implications. It's causing more harm than good. That's 100% fact, in my opinion. Lockdowns don't work. And there's like 50,000 doctors who have come out to talk about this and the mainstream media just won't touch it they promote the same few people um and make it seem like whatever they say is gospel no matter how many times they contradict themselves people like tony fauci just go they go completely back on what they say and same with institutions like the world health organization the center for disease control They've contradicted themselves so many times throughout the course of this pandemic, this supposed, the pandemic, And they will never be called on it by the mainstream media. Because these people who they put out there as being journalists, they aren't journalists. They're spokespeople for whatever the network wants to promote. And they represent their advertisers. I'm, I'm reading a book right now by uh, fuck, Neil Postman, I think it is. And it's about the news. And he just talks about the way the news works and why it's structured in the way that it's structured and how the whole thing is aimed at keeping you watching the news so then they can get to the commercials because the commercials pay for the network. So they choose it's like the classic saying if it leads it bleeds uh so they they choose provocative stories stories that have to do with you know murder rape sex death anything like that and they they use these things to just keep you on the edge of the, your seat until they can play the uh the commercials and the people they choose to be reporters they have to look a certain way. They have to have a certain demeanor. And it's it's all looks and perception aimed at psychological manipulation to get people to buy the shit that the corporations are selling. But it's also so much more than that, too, because there's a whole propaganda element to it as well. Because where we're at right now and what this COVID thing is being used for has to do with changing the entire system that we live in, and and bringing in a new, a new system, you know, the fucking new world order, whatever you want to call it. So the news is is very important in doing that, and since the pandemic, people have been watching more news than ever. So they're making a lot of money from it. So they're happy, and um. They're also, in turn, brainwashing people more than ever, too. And you can see that on a daily basis as soon as you leave your house. Like, how often do you see a person driving alone with their mask on? What is the logic behind that? I used to kind of get mad at those people and and make fun of them. But now I just feel bad for them. And it sucks, dude, that people think that's necessary maybe they just forget to take it off but maybe there's people who wear it all the time like when they go to sleep maybe there's people who are really following (laughs) these cdc guidelines and these recommendations that are just completely ridiculous where they say you can't even have sex with your girlfriend because she doesn't live in the same house or something like that and you guys have to <laughs> have to wear masks and be six feet apart and masturbate. And that that's how you have sex. I'm sure there's got to be people who are really doing that. How fucking pathetic. How fucking pathetic are people now? Where they just do whatever they're told and they don't challenge it. People are um, very cowardly, it seems. And as soon as you start to stand up for yourself you are uh, fucking demonized. There's so many different things they could label you with uh, because the whole masculine energy has been made out to be something terrible. It made out to be the worst thing in the world. Like the straight, white, heterosexual male. It doesn't even have to be white, though. You don't even have to bring race into the equation. But of course they do that because that's another way uh that another way they can divide us and and get us to hate each other but just the traditional like straight male is has been seen to be like the worst fucking guy in the world and you could see it with for example pop culture like tv tv shows uh movies and and all that the It used to be in the 30s, 40s, 50s when TV first came out. The lead character, the main character, would be a strong, you know, handsome looking man who got shit done. And he fucking took care of his family, had a job, and uh, I don't know, just did the traditional male head of the household it was that type of format but now it's like the male lead is a dumbass it's like family guy you know peter griffin is a dumb fuck and you laugh at him he's likable but he's not like the strong head of the household figure who makes the right decisions and and does what a man should do in real life and you could say that that's just a cartoon, which of course it is. But it does have an effect on the way people behave. And that's why I think this is all intentional. I really do think the way that um, certain stuff is presented to us through works of fiction is the primary method of indoctrination. Because when you're watching a television show or a movie, your guard isn't up. You're not critically trying to analyze and interpret what you're seeing on the screen, you're in a docile state and actually uh, um, it affects the way your brain waves are working and there's a whole scientific element to it which makes you more suggestible, more open to suggestion and programming, which is why they call it programming, television programming. There's so many different... um you know, different little codes that they put into words, kind of like Gematria. And the very word television, tell a vision. You're telling someone the vision that they should have. So there's so many different examples of that, of just the the main character, the, the male head of the household, being a dumb fuck and, and, and... Because they're trying to uproot the the family unit and and replace it with something else. And just demonize that. And I think the the ultimate goal behind that is, yeah, destruction of the family unit. And the reason why is because the family unit would be the last vestige of resistance to a totalitarian government. Because the family unit looks out for each other. Especially when your extended family unit is still intact and you still hang out and uh, look out for each other. But for a lot of people, it isn't like that anymore. And I think now more than ever, when there's so much division, whether it's political, uh, racial, or, or with the COVID thing, like masks versus no masks, I think now more than ever, people in their own families have been turned against each other. And this is something that was talked about by George Orwell in his book, 1984, the classic 1984. I think it's on the bestsellers list right now. Because everything he wrote in that book is fucking happening. He knew. He knew what was going on. He was part of the big club that you're not in. And uh, yeah, it's going down. Kids snitching on their own parents for for breaking the rules. And uh, there's just everything that's happening is meant to destroy the old world. In an attempt to introduce this new system. And I think back to what I learned in school. And uh, I was a pretty good student. I did my work. That's really all you have to do to be a good student and get good grades. Is just do the fucking work. Uh, but um, I think about what I was taught. And when I more deeply look at it. And some of the shit that was being said to me by these teachers. I realize that I don't necessarily think that they had negative intentions themselves, but it definitely seems like the institution that they were a part of and that had trained them to do their job in a certain way had a specific goal of where they wanted kids to end up. For example, um, I was in a, AP U.S. History class. And that's like the advanced fucking, you know, smarty pants class. Because I liked history. I thought history was cool. And the book that they gave us to read was Howard Zinn's A A People's History of the United States. And Howard Zinn's book came out in like 1980. And it really changed the world. And it was heavily promoted in the schools, and really popular with the adolescents. And it was given to kids about my age when I was in that class, like 14, 15 years old. And it really resonated with these kids because it was a totally different take on history. Instead of the traditional American story of um, America being like this awesome place, this, this oasis away from the totalitarian fascist fucking monarchies that ran Europe. Uh, America was like, you know, it was the shit. We fucking left Europe cause they were fucking us over. And uh, we came to America to start our own colonies and stuff and started a, uh, an entire new country with an entire new foundational concept. And then we Fucked up the British, and and boom, we're the king of the world, and everything's great. America's great, and that's why we're the best. But then Howard Zinn came out with his book, and he had a totally different perspective where he tells the story from the point of view of, like, an Indian who was living here. And if you tell the story from that perspective, it's kind of fucked up. You know, it's totally different. The Americans, the pioneers and the uh founding fathers seem like a bunch of fucking assholes. And the American narrative of what America stood for was completely uprooted and it was made to seem evil. Like and you could see that now with the general perception of this country now with with people um like the millennial generation, the younger, below 35, I guess would be the age bracket. And their perception of what America is, um, is is inherently negative. And it, I think that's part of it too. Although I, I do think that shit is true. Like the um, conquistadors, those motherfuckers came up and killed a lot of Indians. <laughs> and that's fucking true. Spread diseases intentionally, slavery obviously an atrocious fucked up thing um but there was it's it's always one or the other. How do you get the real story here because you either have the perspective of the conquistadors where it's the classic um saying that the victors write history, or you can write from the victim's perspective. And it's, both are completely different and the truth exists somewhere in between. So, I I never really thought about that book and what was taught in it, but I did realize that I, um, I had that perception of America as being like, kind of evil, foundationally evil for, since the beginning. And that's what that book will teach you. But then, uh, recently i started doing more research onto this guy howard zinn and what his intentions were and it turns out that the guy was a communist and like i i it feels like this shit was intentionally his book and his version of history is intentionally pushed for a greater reason to create that sort of resentment for um for your own country and kind of do away with patriotism and instead well, well so they can create the new system where everything's fair and you know everyone's equal and there's no such thing as even man and woman or he and her and everyone has to, everyone has to be super politically correct and uh basically cater to the to the weakest segments of society and the people who um lost the battles or whatever in and then paint out the victorious people to be evil but this is all part of fucking creating this new system too it's it's part of it <laughs> when they they act like they're um being so like ah what would the word even be they're so caring and affectionate towards the people who were screwed over but i think the ultimate goal of that sort of narrative fits into the grander scheme of changing this country. You know, so people hate America because um, they want to fucking create this new system. Like in the New World Order or whatever, this Illuminati-controlled shit, whatever you want to call it, America can't exist. Fucking no country can exist in the way that there traditionally are. There can't be any patriotism or um, sovereignty, I guess is the world because it, the word because the intention is to create a global system and that might seem like a good thing but when you look at it closer and what that actually means is um we're all going to be equally fucked <laughs> is is I guess the the outcome of that it sounds good in theory but it never works out um in actuality and to think that the people at the top who are promoting this type of shit care about you is just ridiculous, you know? It's it's just not true. So um, I don't know if that made any sense. I just think everything is bullshit, everything I ever learned. It's either... it's It's all bullshit in some way, it seems like. And it's always like the truth is somewhere in between and somewhere where you actually have to dig for it and actually think and and really hear both sides of it and realize that each side is intending they want to manipulate you in some way and and get you to think about things in in their their way which might not be true no matter who you're listening to so it really takes an independent mind in a in a critical like analysis of fucking everything to even get close to what the truth is. And I just don't think people will do that. People don't do that shit. Fucking very few people are like researching American history or the founding fathers or Christopher Columbus and and trying to see what's actually going on. And this year in particular was interesting because you had um Like they're ripping all the statues down and stuff, and which makes sense if these guys are fucking serial killers who uh, just came and exterminated an entire race, then yeah, why would we have a statue of them? But then they'll they'll promote figures like Karl Marx and and people like that, where the the concept that he came up with, like communism, fucking killed more people than anything. (laughs) Like people like Stalin and. uh, fucking motherfuckers like that. They killed a shitload of people. Hundreds of millions or tens of millions. Um, But those type of figures are promoted because I think the system, the the New World Order system, whatever you want to call it, is uh more communist than anything. And all that means, it doesn't mean that everyone gets uplifted, which is the way they promote it. Like the poorest people don't get uplifted. It's everyone, the middle class and like, People who are doing somewhat decent all get torn down and everyone is equally having a shitty time except for the people at the top, which is why they promote it. It, it, it works out great for them because they own everything and they have, they just run everything and they own everything and they they are never without and there is no threat to their power because the people at the bottom are barely fucking eaten. Like you can't overthrow a government where you can't even get food. You don't even got no bread to eat or nothing. So it works out great for them. And pe- younger people, I think, uh, especially kids in college who are just so brainwashed by this shit, uh, they're really easily influenced by it because they have an, a good intention to want to change things. Every, every kid wants to change stuff and they want to rebel against the existing system. They want to rebel against their parents. They think everyone is lying to them and nobody knows shit. So they become susceptible to these types of uh, fucking movements and stories, not knowing that they're being used and manipulated. So I don't know if that makes sense. It's just uh, interesting to think about how there's always like especially when someone says that they're trying to help you or or whatever it's usually someone's fucking fucking with you trying to use you for whatever reason trying to make you think a certain way because there's a reason for that shit <laughs> I don't know God damn it I'm an idiot is anyone still listening let's read some articles i'm probably tired of me rambling recently I saw something that struck close to home literally because our our good old governor here governor Licisak Cicillac is welcoming the technocracy to Nevada and this is absolutely insane and it's fucking nuts dude they're going to allow these big tech techno technocracy companies to create their own country essentially and like have their own governments and their own law enforcement and their own judges and courts, which is nuts. Like this is something that people have been talking about for a long time, how the corporations are the ones who really run the government, but now it's, they're actually going to allow them to create their own government and like really run shit in the middle of Nevada. And it's interesting that they chose Nevada, but I'm not really surprised by it because Nevada is huge. It is there's so much unused land out here. And it's so there's so many resources here too. Like there's fucking it it might seem really dry here because there's not very many rivers. There's like three rivers it seems like. But under the ground there's water. Like that's another thing we've been lied to about oil. And water, I think we talked about this, me and Matt did, last time. There's fucking water, man. You just got to drill for it. There's electricity, geothermal power. So for industry to come here, there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of land and it's cheap. And uh, you can have your own country. So we'll read about this. This is from Activist Post, written by Matt. just says Matt. Nevada Bill welcomes the technocracy. Two weeks ago on this blog, we visited the subject of Bill Gates and his accumulation of vast tracts of farmland across America. We also touched on the property he owns outside of Phoenix, upon which a smart city where all life is tracked and traced is slated to be built. Ah, man, wouldn't that be awesome? So safe. This week, we've come to discover that there are plans to open up Nevada to companies looking to build and govern their own smart cities. During a time of intense economic downturn, Governor Steve Sisolak is embracing the technocratic future with open arms. In January, Sisolak announced plans to create innovation zones to lure tech companies into the state. Details of how those zones would function were scarce, but draft legislation of the Innovation Zone bill obtained by the Las Vegas Review-Journal outlines Sisolak's plans to give companies immense power where they set up shop. If passed, the legislation would allow companies to effectively form separate local governments in Nevada, governments that would carry the same authority as a county, including the ability to impose taxes, form school districts, and justice courts and provide government services. So think about that. Like picture Google or Apple actually having their own fucking like running everything and and teaching your kid. I mean, I guess they already do, but it's just now it's in the open. Who the governor is trying to court with this legislation is very specific. Only businesses developing innovative technology, which includes blockchain autonomous technology, the Internet of Things, robotics, artificial intelligence, wireless technology, biometrics, and renewable resource technology are invited to apply. All applicants must have deep pockets, as well as they must purchase at least 50,000 acres, have $250 million, and be able to invest $1 billion into their zone over the next 10 years. So to to the highest bidder, the the guy who pays the most money is apparently the most the most uh, fit to rule, and this is no different than a monarchy. This is fucking medieval shit right here. <laughs> it's nuts, man. We're just gonna be owned by these cocksuckers. Fuck this shit. Blockchains is the first company to publicly commit to building a smart city slash innovation zone in Nevada should the legislation pass. The Review-Journal reports that in 2018, founder Larry Burns purchased approximately 67,000 acres and has become politically active in the state since then. Oh, I wonder why. Blockchain's LLC gave 50 grand to a Home Means Nevada PAC, which managed Sisolak's transition into the office in January 2019, according to campaign finance records. The company also do- donated $10,000 to Sisolak's campaign... In 2018, Cislac's opponent, Republican Adam Laxalt, also received 10 grand from that firm that year. Birms, uh himself gave 50 grand to the state Democratic Party in 2019, and various donations ranging between one and five thousand dollars to various state lawmakers from both parties. So, this guy's greasing both uh, both parties' packets. So he's going to win either way. And it doesn't really matter who got elected president. It's, I don't think, or got elected president or governor. It's just, these guys are just fucking, they're just the people to look at and blame for everything. They make money from it, but in reality, it's, it's totally different what, what's the real intentions behind the scenes and who's really pulling the strings. Uh, despite the recent headlines, blockchains remains a mysterious entity. The company's products and development include digital identity management. So, uh, track and tracing. Digital identity management. That's your social credit shit. That's your fucking digital ID, your, your digital passport. Digital asset management and connected devices and services. But little is offered in the way of specifics with regards to how this will all be brought to life. Blockchains does does promise that once their digital ecosystem is live... This will help enable a smooth transition into a new world built to enable a digital lifestyle. Your fucking digital prison. More like it. Which will be lived out in the smart city of their dreams, presumably the one they plan to build in Nevada. Adding to the mystique is the fact that the company owns two underground bunkers in the U.S., another inside a mountain in Switzerland, and one more in Sweden, which will store customers' private keys and digital assets. Interesting. The company's website boasts of how blockchains' products will revolutionize the world for the better. And if Burns is to be believed, this will all be carried out on a public, open-source blockchain. Burns also plans on spreading out 90% of the company's profits among stakeholders, a model he refers to as a distributed collaborative entity, which will ideally lead to each group developing their own governance models and with vote taking place on the blockchain. Until this final version of the Innovation Zone bill is seen and more specifics are known about blockchain's plans, we should remain incredibly skeptical that anything resembling a decentralized, open-source, smart city will actually be built in the Nevada desert. As was seen in Toronto not that long ago, this type of legislation can serve as a Trojan horse for corporations' will-ill intent. I think that's ill-will intent is what they meant. Sidewalk Labs, a subsidiary of Alphabet, pitched the idea of a high-tech, sustainable city free from the usual moorings of modern urban life to the public before it was actually discovered that their real plans were to wholly data mine and totally surveil the residents. Anyone opting out of the Panopticon would be denied services and utilities. Is it impossible to imagine an enigmatic company like blockchains doing the same thing? Dude, yeah, so, I mean, where would this lead? If the the corporation fucking runs everything and and they're just going to make it so you can't get electricity, can't get food if you don't go along with what they say. I don't know. It's just dangerous. This could lead to many things, and none of them are good, in my opinion. And fuck this guy. Fuck the governor. Fuck all these cocksuckers. They don't care about us. They don't care about you. It's just It's amazing to me how anybody could support any candidate ever when this is the shit they do (laughs) time and time again. They don't give a fuck. They don't care, dude. It's, It's amazing. But they dress them up in these suits. Get them looking all fucking spiffy, and that's all it takes for people to believe them. They, they smile and lie, and, and uh, people go along with it. All right, almost done here. If not blockchains, then one doesn't have to look far to find other companies who would find the idea of a corporate-owned city away from the prying eyes to be appealing. Boston Dynamics could deploy a robotic army to police the streets of its own. Verizon wouldn't have to worry about anyone questioning the health effects of 5G, And Google could buy tens of thousands of acres where Siri can be judge, jury, and executioner. There are already plenty of lessons from American history which illustrate where this could lead. Company towns built around the coal, steel, and lumber industries once existed across the U.S. Life in these towns was often totally controlled by the company. Residents worked for the company, were often paid in company-issued currencies, had to buy goods and supplies from company-owned stores, pay rent to live in company-owned housing, and send children to the company school if there was one. The system of bondage has been famously summarized by Merle Travis, who's saying, St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. We may be witnessing a new chapter in bifurcation in America. As the economic devastation of the government's coronavirus policies continue to unfurl, Americans may find themselves being pushed into the arms of corporate-owned cities and towns in search of opportunity. At what cost remains to be seen. Here you have it, folks. Isn't Isn't that great? Fuck, dude, I feel so safe. So fucking safe right now. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, they uh, they let these guys buy, all, buy the whole state. And, and when you're buying tens of thousands of acres in Nevada, you're buying it from the government. It's not owned privately. 85% of Nevada, which is a humongous state, of mostly empty, is owned by the Bureau of Land Management, which is a federal institution, federal organization. So uh, I'm sure they cut him a deal, you know, as long as you grease the right pockets before. And then you have then you have your own government and you run everything and everyone's just your slave. So pretty amazing, pretty amazing that this is uh, where it's happening, uh, what's happening. But in better news, cryptocurrency, man, I hope you listened to me when I told you to buy some. Cause it's popping off. It came out that the great and almighty powerful Elon Musk, the the great guy who cares about everyone in the world, he bought one point five billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, and that made the price pop. Because people do whatever Elon does. He is just that guy, and uh, yeah, it's fucking going crazy, dude. It's it. Forty four five right now, forty four thousand five hundred fourteen dollars currently. Uh, just yesterday, the day before, it was up to like forty eight. Ethereum's also popping. It's at seventeen hundred right now, seventeen fourteen. Was over eighteen hundred yesterday. Um, kind of took a dump because people are fucking with it. You know, they make a bunch of money, sell a bunch of it, and then buy it for lower. It's a big game, but huge opportunities in cryptocurrency this year. I just I can't stress this enough as far as uh, your financial freedom and what this could do for your life. You got to be a real fucking idiot to <laughs> to to lose money in this market right now. If you just buy it and hold it, you're going to make money and like invest in the right projects. A lot of these ones you just can't lose on. You can and if you want to get crazy with it and if you understand what you're doing, you can invest in these more risky projects and make a lot of money. But that's that involves strategizing and, and uh doing some things where you could lose your money. There's there's uh, a lot of risk involved in some of these projects too. But in the more like mainstream ones, for example, I'll 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 let you know what I got uh some uh what I got some money in because I I'm doing quite well in this and it's I'm very happy because I'm gonna take this money and Put it into my music and actually have a budget for uh, for my next project, which will help things out a lot. Uh, because that's the only way to really do it, guys. If you're if you're someone who makes music out there um, or, or does anything in the art world, I guess. Yeah, you got to invest in yourself, uh, or else it's never gonna happen. That's just that's what I think. No one's gonna do it for you. You gotta you gotta believe in yourself and. If you really believe in your work, put some money behind it and and see where it goes. Because uh, ain't nobody's going to do shit for you for free. Beats cost money. and You want to promote your song. Uh, there's a whole thing. And the biggest artists and the most successful people, you don't really see the machine that exists behind them to make them successful. And there's a lot, lot, lot of money that goes into this kind of stuff. So... You're not selling out or whatever. You're not cheating if you're putting money behind your work. You're just being being like treating it like a business, which is what you should do. Um, treat your art like a business and treat your business like an art. So some some uh, cryptocurrencies I got, if you guys are interested. I got Ethereum, Polkadot, Cardano, Ave, Chainlink, Parsic. Kind of trying to get rid of that one, but see, they fucked me here because what happened was there's there's all these cryptocurrencies and I'm not an expert in this so you know I'm not a financial advisor whatever the fuck I'm still learning but uh there's all these projects on this this um exchange called uniswap and in order to use uniswap you have to have ethereum and when you make an exchange on uniswap you like put in your Ethereum and you exchange it for this other token. And what's cool about Uniswap is you can get into these really obscure coins that are like have lower market caps. And if they have a lower market cap of like $10 million or something, and then they go to a hundred million dollar market cap, you just 10x your money. You got 10 times as much money. If they go to a billion dollars, well fuck, that's you you made a lot more, like a hundred X, whatever. Whatever that math is. Uh so that's what's cool about Uniswap. So, like, you could put buy put a little Ethereum in it, um, put that into a different coin. It's more risky, and you could lose your shit, but if you do your research and you get into the right projects, you have the opportunity to make a shitload of money, and you can only buy them through this exchange. There's other exchanges, too, but... Uh, the problem is, when you buy it with your Ethereum, The since the price of Ethereum is so high, if you're only investing, like, a 100 bucks, dude, you fucking... You lose all your money on these fees that they charge you. There's this thing called gas fees, and they are fucking bullshit, man. It's like <laughs> you're trying to exchange $200. Like, let's see how much this will cost. It's, I bought this thing called PRQ, and it's kind of shit in the bed. I missed the pump, and uh, it fucking, it's not doing anything for me right now. And I think it's just going to fuck me. Like, like I'm going to lose my my money. So, I, if I try to exchange 221 PRQ, it's called Parsec, uh, and it, it it's worth $261, if I want to change that back into Ethereum, which is what I have to do, apparently, in order to like turn it into real money, into like cash, it's going to cost me, let's see here, checking, 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 it's fucking outrageous, dude. Um... It's gonna cost me eighty dollars <laughs> in fees, uh, in order to do this right now. So if I want to change my two hundred and sixty-one dollars of Parsec back into Ethereum, it's gonna cost me eighty dollars worth of Ethereum to do that. And it's like, what the fuck? So they really, uh, it really fucks you over as a little guy if you're only investing a, a couple hundred bucks. That sucks. So I guess it's only worth it if you're putting like thousands, you know. Then, then uh, if you make some money, then a hundred dollar fee isn't very much. But if you're not working with very much to begin with, then, then you're kind of getting screwed, man. So be careful with that, uh, or else you'll find yourself with a a bag of all the all these different currencies that you only have two or three hundred dollars in, and you got to pay a hundred dollars to get. To to turn them into the real money. I don't fucking know, dude. Shit's confusing. <sighs> but hopefully it pays off. And uh but like I said, there's certain projects where, dude, you just can't lose right now. This shit's gonna go on for another six months, probably, maybe till the end of the year, till like December. It's just gonna it's gonna go fucking crazy. It already is. So if you're into that stuff, you like money, check it out. Do your own research, man. I think it'll I think it'll pop off. And uh Provide people with good opportunities. So be smart. Understand what you're doing. And uh, hopefully you won't get wrecked, man. Because there's a lot of people who are trying to fuck you over. Don't get scammed. There's a lot of scammers here, too. In other news, congressman tests positive for COVID-19 after receiving second dose of vaccine. (laughs) Uh, So what the fuck is the point of the vaccine again? Tell me. You could just if you could still get it. Dude, I would even go so far as to say that maybe they're injecting you with who the fuck knows, right? Some sort of nanobots. What's up with that, uh what's up with the swab test? The PCR tests or whatever where they gotta stab you in the brain with that stick. Why is that? If we all need to wear masks because just someone getting a a little bit of our breath is so contagious why do they need to stab you that shit all the way up your nose in order to get a sample to see if you if you have the virus? I mean, like, these are just logical, obvious questions that anyone should ask, and it's just, dude, fucking think about it for two seconds, man. There's something else going on here. So I'm not even going to read this article. It's just a headline. You get the gist of it. Congressman tests positive for COVID-19 after receiving second dose of vaccine. So maybe the vaccine doesn't work. I don't know. A lot of people are fucking dying from it, too but that's just conspiracy theory and you're a bad person if you point that out. So don't listen to me. Uh, vaccine passports and health passes is showing your papers the new normal. This is from the Organic Prepper. So this guy's a prepper. You know, he's, you know, take it with a grain of salt maybe. But maybe the preppers will, they'll be the ones who last. I, I was watching YouTube the other day and I got onto this prepper channel. and It was pretty interesting. He was, he was, uh, Given tips from from homeless people on how to survive, how to be homeless. And I hope that never happens, but I guess it helps to know. He's talking about, like, putting napkins into your jacket and you piss in a bottle and then, like, sleep with it, like, hugging it, and it keeps you warm. And little thing, It's the little stuff, you know? You never know. So, you know, this is something that people have been talking about for a while, previously written off as a conspiracy theory, but now it's... I mean, it's happening. A lot of people are talking about it. Vaccine passports is showing your papers the new normal. Let's. I'll read a little bit of this. By Robert Wheeler. Life cannot return to normal until there's a vaccine for COVID-19. At least, that's what governments, corporations, and mainstream media propaganda outlets have been incessantly arguing. Interestingly, the development of that, that vaccine was warp speed. Allegedly, at the behest of the Trump administration. Warp speed also took place in other countries, like the UK, where shots have been administered. This information has caused some to question whether the vaccine was ready long before the announcement was made or indeed before the pandemic ever began. Hmm. They tried to warn us about mandated vaccines. Years ago, conspiracy theorists were ridiculed for warning of a system in which vaccines would be required to access normal aspects of life. Today, however, government officials and the mainstream media are now openly discussing the very same system. In case you've been living under a rock, here are several instances where public uh, discussion centered around the idea of a vaccine passport or immunity passport or the general blockade and sanctioning of anyone not willing to take the jab. The Chief Medical Officer of Health for Ontario, Dr. David Williams, recently stated that individuals who refuse the COVID-19 vaccination might face some limits. Some of the limits he suggested included not being able to enter a hospital or nursing home without showing proof of having been vaccinated uh, without PPE. Anyways, you fucking see where this is going. I've, I've already talked about this. This talks about... um. Oh, well, vaccine passports. Here's a couple of uh, vaccine passport options. Uh, one of them is operational in the U.S. One's called the Common Pass, created by Commons Project. This health pass has been in international use since October on United and Cathay Pacific flights between New York, London, Singapore, and Hong Kong. Common Pass operates via Apple's health app on iOS and Common Health for Android. It connects to 230 US health systems. It functions as a scannable QR code and can store passengers' test or vaccine data in travel plans. But this one's not yet publicly available for download. Another one is the IATA Travel Pass, expected to launch as early as 2021. The IATA Travel Pass. Oh, in, in early 2021, uh, the travel pass is currently under development by the International Transport Association. According to the IATA website, the digital pass for travelers is a global and standardized solution to validate and authenticate all country regulations regarding COVID-19 passenger travel requirements. So, man, I'm really glad that I... I was able to travel when I did and and do that little backpacking trip around Southeast Asia because now it seems like a bunch of bullshit. It's not the same, man. To be able to backpack and, and just travel freely like you once could. I got to do that at like the last year. So that's cool. I mean, it sucks, obviously, that this is happening. But the airlines are going to be on board. Eventually, it could get to even the grocery store. Like You can't go in the grocery store. Or maybe you won't be able to get treated at the hospital if you don't have the vaccine. And as I've been saying on this podcast for a long time, what the fuck is in the vaccine? What is it that they want to put in us where they're trying to manipulate us into doing it? Like by doing the Joints for Jabs propaganda campaign where they're trying to lure people into getting the vaccine with weed or... um. I saw another one where they were actually going to cut off people's prison time if they took the vaccine. And, uh, fuck, it's just, I don't know, man. Crazy, crazy. So, (laughs) this is brilliant right here. Los Angeles County bans restaurants from turning on TVs. Uh, After a two-month shutdown... Due to COVID-19 cases, patio dining returned to L.A., but with a new restriction forcing restaurants to turn off or remove all TVs from customer seating areas, a clear effort to prevent gatherings of sports fans. So there you go, man. Can't watch TV in L.A. at the bar with your homies. I'm fine with that. Fuck. I, the other day, I was having out with a couple of friends, having a couple drinks and stuff, and my friend is obsessed with hockey. Fucking won't miss a Sharks game. And I always have to fuck with him because the Sharks just shit the bed all the time. They've never won a Stanley Cup. They usually make it to the playoffs and then just lose. And, you know, if you're a Sharks fan, I'm sorry. Just kidding. They're cool. Whatever. Fucking. (laughs) But, uh... He wouldn't. He can't. You can't talk to the guy when the fucking game is playing. It's just annoying. It's like, man, stay home if you gotta watch the game. I'm just a hater, though. But they did lose. Just like I, I told him they would. Uh, da, 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 da. implanted vaccine package ID. Germany's parliament has ratified Gabby's digital agenda ID 2020. This is from Global Research. So this is more. You could say it's a legit website. Uh, alarming news in Germany: the Parliament Bundestag ratified on twenty nine January twenty twenty one the implementation of Agenda ID twenty twenty. This is a central centralized general electronic data collection of every citizen, to which every government agency, police, and possibly also the private sector would have access. It covers all that is known about an individual citizen, now up to 200 points of information, and possibly more as time goes on, from your bank account to your shopping habits, health records, vaccination records, of course, your political inclinations, and possibly even your dating habits, and other entries into your private sphere. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Uh, the private partners are, of course, a series of pharmaceutical companies. Johnson & Johnson, GlaxoSmithKline, Merck & Co., and the Bill & Melinda Gates Foundation. So, and then you got, oh, I'm sorry. Fucking, I skipped. I skipped it. I'm sorry. Agenda ID 2020 was designed by Bill Gates. Yeah, sure it was. Bill Gates is the fucking front man for all this shit. As part of a vaccination package, it is backed by the Rockefeller Foundation, Accenture, the W.E.F., and Gavi, which is the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, now called the Vaccine Alliance. And also a Gates creation uh, in 2001, which has been banned from India for, for poisoning all those little kids. The Gavi is located next door to the W.H.O. Gavi is called a public-private partnership. The public part being WHO, which is a number of developing countries. Oh, plus a number of developing countries. Uh, and then it goes, yeah, it talks about Johnson & Johnson, GlaxoSmithKline, Merck & Co., and Bill & Melinda. The German extra-governmental Corona Commission, consisting of hundreds of medical doctors, virologists, immunologists, university professors, and lawyers, including Dr. Reiner Fulmich, co-founder of the commission, has special concerns that the current corona vaccines may include nanoparticles that could be accessible to electromagnetic radiation, i.e. 5G and the subsequent 6G. Hmm. Interesting. That's a conspiracy theory, man. This is precisely what was foreseen in the design of Agenda ID 2020, in which Bill Gates and Gavi had a major role and in which case the ID2020 might be vaccine implanted and be remote accessible by EM-geared computers, robots, or algorithms. uh, Or robots or algorithms. Wow. And then it links to like an actual... uh, Let's see what it links to. Oh, it links to some shit in German that I don't know how to read, so fuck that. Uh, The adoption of Agenda ID 2020 uh, still has to be approved by the German Federal Council, but there is little chance the Council will reject it. Uh, Similarly, in Switzerland, Agenda ID 2020 and all electronic ID linking everything to everything of each individual citizen will come to a popular vote on the 7th of March, 2021. But that's not all. The Swiss government wants to outsource management. Of ID 2020 to the private sector. Unbelievable. You imagine a bank or insurance company dealing and selling your data? Just imagine what will happen with your personal information. Uh, in the longer run, who knows? As foreseen by Bill Gates, the properties for an electronic ID and the electronic, uh, mag- electromagnetic field that comes with it. Will be implanted in your body either along with a vaccine, maybe it's already happening with the COVID jabs, or separately in the form of injectable nano chips. Early trials were carried out mid last year in school classes of remote villages in Bangladesh. Oh, good for those kids, man. You know, they always do this shit. These guys are so despicable and fucking. Uh, they're They're bad people, mean guys. They go to these. Poor ass countries into some village in the middle of nowhere, and they just run experiments on these motherfuckers. Like, back in the day, you used to have to like build a camp, fucking round everyone up, put them in there, and then and then do your experiments, but now they just go go into your camp and do it. And <laughs> nobody stops them. Uh, anyways. So This guy's fucking uh credible dude writing this. He's a geopolitical analyst and former senior economist at the World Bank and World Health Organization. And uh he doesn't like what's going on the implantable chips inside of people through the vaccine. See, people don't understand how advanced nanotechnology is right now. It's insane what they could do with fucking nanobots. Uh they can attack like they can kill you with nanobots, they can fix you. They can track you. They can, like, they're like little, well, what they are is they're little computers inside of you that can sense what's going on. And they can interact with uh, a radio field, like, just like your phone. Picture a bunch, like, a mini, super tiny iPhone in your bloodstream, monitoring everything you do, everywhere you go, and then sending that data to, I don't know, the government, whatever. <sighs> so, another reason not to get the vaccine. But I'm not a doctor, or am I? No, I'm not. Maybe I should have been. Maybe, maybe I would have friends if I was a doctor. No, I'm just kidding. I got a couple friends. I'm gonna end the end the end the day, end the talk. With some good stuff. There's still good news. So let's see here. Tiny chameleon species just discovered in Madagascar and he's about as big as your fingernail. That's interesting. Well, there you have it. <laughs> uh, this one's kind of cool. Nigerian villagers score victory for humanity when a court verdict slams shell oil for liability after years of spills. Four Nigerian farmers have won a 13-year legal battle against shell oil after a spill allegedly contaminated their lands. The David and Goliath story went all the way from the rural Niger Delta to the Haug Court of Appeal, resulting in the farmers being compensated, with further mandates for both safety and cleanup being pressed upon parent company Royal Dutch Shell. It was on Friday that the Netherlands ruled in favor of farmers from the Goy and Oruma communities, rejecting Shell's claim that the oil spills in the area were the result of sabotage. Nigerian law requires claims of sabotage to be proved with evidence beyond any reasonable doubt, something which the defenders couldn't do. Finally, there is some justice for the Nigerian people suffering the consequences of Shell's oil. So that's cool. Good for them, man. The Nigerian farmers, they finally finally get a W up on the board. Shout out to Nigeria. What else we got here? Sanctuary containing healthiest coral reefs in the world. Just tripled in size. Thanks to U.S. governmental protection. Well, that's cool because I'm a fucking scuba diver. Uh, I'm a scuba diver, man. I love scuba diving. It is probably my favorite thing. Although I haven't done it in a while. I learned in Thailand... It was so fucking cool, man, to be there swimming with the fishies. Fucking sea turtles, sharks. I would really like to see an octopus, but I didn't get to see one of those. Or or dive with a whale. That'd be fucking sick. The Gulf of Mexico's largest coral sanctuary just got 200% bigger now that the U.S. government formally approved the expansion of the Flower Garden Bank's National Marine Sanctuary. The NOAA tripled the sanctuary size located off the coasts of Louisiana and Texas to protect some of the healthiest and most beautiful coral reefs in the world. They are special because they remain healthy. That's good. The coral cover here is greater now than it was uh, when we first started looking at them in the 70s and 80s. Increasing the sanctuary size from 56 square miles to 160 square miles builds upon the rich 30-year history of sci- uh, scientific studies and public review of the preservation of this special place. The more we found out about these areas, the more we realize that they are as diverse and as productive as any marine communities in the world, said G.P. Small, Superintendent of the Sanctuary. So that's just fucking lovely, man. I want to go. Dude... Scuba diving so cool. The only thing, the only bad part about it is it doesn't last long enough. You can only stay down there for so long, and the deeper you are, uh, the um, the less time you can stay down there. Because you could die. That is a thing. If you go up too fast, you're gonna fucking die. And if you don't have enough water in your in your, I mean water, if you don't have enough air in your tank, um. You have to do these things called, what the hell is it called? Equalizing. And it's, I think it's, is it three minutes at five meters? I think it was. And that allows the nitrogen in your blood to like contract back to the proper side. Otherwise, so as you go down when you're scuba diving, the the little gas bubbles in your blood, like nitrogen, they contract. They get smaller because there's more pressure on your on your body. So your your blood, um, the the little gas particles shrivel up and get really small because they're being pushed on from all sides because there's so much pressure. Uh, but something that's interesting is it doesn't matter if you're 10 feet below the water or 100 feet, it feels no different. It, you can't really feel the difference as long as you're equalizing, which is like uh, popping your ears. Uh, you won't feel the difference. And it doesn't really even look that much different when you're that deep. You're, but once you get over like a hundred feet, that's when shit gets crazy. Cause there's, I don't know, like you can get the, um, you can get like high it, it, or go crazy, um, and start like laughing, and you you get this weird these weird side effects. Um, but that that never happened to me. But anyways, yeah. So if you go up too quick, these these gas bubbles in your bloodstream will rapidly expand and then like, I guess blow up, like blow up your brain, I guess is, is what happens. Uh, and you don't want that because that would kill you. So what you do in order to prevent that is you got to dive smart. You don't go down too fast. You don't go up too fast. Um, but as long as when you're going down, you're equalizing and, and popping your ears, you're good to go. Uh, but when you come up, you can't go, you can't just swim to the top. Like if you're diving in a pool and you like dive to the bottom and grab something and jump up and go to the top. You can't do that when you're scuba diving. You have to stop at five feet. No, 15 feet about about five meters. And it's sick because you got like your dive watch and it's just fucking awesome, dude. It's It's amazing. And you just chill there like floating and fucking do little hand signals to your homie. Wait for your blood to get all good and then you go to the top. But it's like Usually you only dive for like 20, 30 minutes, maybe 40, because you don't want to run out of air. But it's really fucking cool, man. If you haven't scuba-dived, if you like the water, I would recommend it. Scuba-diving is so sick. I would like to go do that again soon. It was really cheap where I did it, too. I'm a cheapskate. So I went to Koh Tao. It's called, it's a small island off of, uh, I think it's eastern eastern mainland Thailand. It's a... Little Island, dude, it's fucking beautiful. It was so cool, man. Cool ass people too. Nice people. The Ties. Uh, yeah. So that's dope. I have to go check that out. Here's another uplifting story: Investors who beat Wall Street by buying Game Stock, uh, Game Stock, GameStop stock shares, uh, and and pays it forward by donating the winnings to charity. So this kid, Hunter Kahn, who's 20, and he goes to Cornell University, he got 30 grand. Uh, With the bulk of it to be spent on education, he donated two grand to the local children's hospital. So they can get vaccines. (laughs) And we'll stop it there, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. I hope... I hope you liked it and fuck dude you know what I should do this at the beginning but if you guys want to support please go to my website homagealionkiller.com uh, you can donate buy some merch whatever if you find value in what, what I do then hit it up if you don't then fine uh, yeah so thanks a lot guys for listening I'll be back next week with another episode of Knowledge with Homage peace out when
1: I was little my father was famous He was the greatest samurai in the empire and he was the shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of 131 lords. It was a bad time for the empire. The shogun just stayed inside his castle and he never came out. People said his brain was infected by devils. My father would come home, he would forget about the killings. He wasn't scared of the Shogun, but the Shogun was scared of him. Maybe that was the problem. Then, one night, the Shogun sent his ninja spies to our house. They were supposed to kill my father, but they didn't. <laughs> that was the night everything changed.
2: Sometimes we gotta fast and fast. You niggas don't know where this shit started, y'all know where it came from. I'm saying we're going to come back to the sword. Yeah. When the MCs came, tellin' about the names. and to perform. To snort cocaine, to act insane. Train, with the 4 heat blocked on, damp on the mental plane. With the sparkling brain. brain, with the building to be born. Builders up with the tracks, with the what to gut. Sick of it up the, the fetter. Fake niggas <laughs> get blessed in my fights. I swing swords and cut clown. Shit is too swift to bite, you be caught and write it down. I flow like the blood on a murder scene. Like a syringe on some wild out shit to insert a fame. But it was your walk to shop, stolen art, catch a swollen heart from not rolling smart. I put bad pressure on ponywhack rhymes to get hurt. Sits plate like zodiac signs of sweatshirts. That's minimum and feminine like sandals. My minimum table stacks to first on a gamble. Energy is felt once the cards to death with the impact of roundhouse kicks from black belts that attack. Them white bones like cyclones Or typhoons I represent from midnight to high. Afternoon. I don't waste ink. Nigga, I think I drop megaton bombs more faster than your blink. Cause rhyme thoughts travel at a tremendous speed. through clouds of smoke of natural blends of weed. Only under one circumstance, as if I'm blunted, turn that shit up. My clan in the front wanted. That when the MCs came to live out the name, and to perform, something had to snort cocaine, to the act insane no on that on with the mental plane Just to swap the brain with the building to be born Yo the rhythm put the track with the what? <laughs> I'm on a mission that niggas say is impossible But when I swing my swords, they all choppable I beat the body dropper, the heartbeat stopper Child educator plus head infotator Cause niggas' styles are old like Mark 5 sneakers Lyrics are weak like clock radio speakers Don't even stop at my station and attack While you're playing bell with the rep like Amtrak What the fuck for? Damn my lord, make law I mean justice, I sit in that ass two to four Ram the clock. that state pin time, check it with the pins, I'll be sticking, but you can't stake the crime. Came through with the wool, slid off on the DL. I'm low-key like seashells, I rock when these the bells. MCs. Now come aboard, it's my thing to bow into the chamber. And it's a whole different sound, it's a wide entrance. Small exit like a funnel, so deep. It's picked up on radios and tunnels. Niggas are fascinated how the shit we get. Get vaccinated, my logo is branded in your skin. With the MCs came, they live out the names you can add. To perform some had to snort cocaine, to act the same. Before he rocked it on, now on with the mental plane, spark the brain the building to be born. Yo, rhythm with the tracks, with the fuckers, with the flowing. The-